Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 15. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. It is the greatest day of the year. It's baseball opening day, and it kicks off the greatest... Well, it, it starts a run of the next two months of the greatest... I'm going to say quarter of in sports history. Greatest quarter in sports history. All Do you agree with that? All out, dude. 2020 is about to rally back like the stock market, dog. It's about to hit a home stretch of just making everyone feel good again. Everyone's comfortable staying home because they have stuff to make them feel good now. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Opening day is here. So I'm obviously taking a break right now. I was watching the uh, Nats and the Yankees. The Yankees lit Serger up in the first inning. I should have bet. So apparently one of the best bets, as reported by Bleach Report, is the no-runs first inning bet. I was going to make plus 120 before the game, make a... I thought the Yankees were going to hit Serger early. When I turned it off in the top of the third, the Yankees were up 3-1. But do you know what Alex Rodriguez said on the broadcast? The blasphemy that he said while I was watching? That the Nationals were going to beat the Yankees? No, he says, I'm just so glad to have baseball back. And you look at what baseball did. It makes a real impact that baseball is the first sport to come back and to be the first sport to play. And I almost threw the remote through the TV. And I went, yeah, a week before all the other sports come back. Baseball, you had three months of just no sports that you could have dominated the landscape. I don't, don't understand don't- what all this no sports is. Like, Does MMA and UFC not count as sports? But they never, they never like went away. I guess I think what they're thinking is like the big four, you know. I'd say UFC is bigger than baseball right now. Probably because baseball blew it. <laughs> baseball dropped the ball. All right, what's today's trivia question, Nick? I don't want. I'm tired of a Rod shenanigans. Although I hope he buys the Mets and institutes institutes a salary cap. That's very pro three hundred three. However, talking about how baseball killed it in the sports landscape is not pro three hundred three. Alex Rodriguez, we know you're listening to this while you have the uh, Nats game on. Your honorary find and cut, you bum. All yeah. right, I do. I, I I will say one more thing before trivia. I do love the ESPN broadcast team of Matt Vasquez and, and Alex Rodriguez. Oh, that's probably that's pretty good. That's a pretty good lineup. I do agree. So, so Aaron re- replaced David Ross. Yes. Oh, that's a good replacement. It's All so right. Good. So, in honor of our opening day here on Podcast Room 303, we're asked, we ask you the trivia question to open every episode. And the one that we have uh, this week is What team has the most consecutive wins on opening day? What MLB team has the most consecutive wins on opening day? Here's a hint for you. This team has a chance to extend their streak in 2020. And it's not a team you're thinking of. It's got to be some bummy team. I'm going the Colorado Rockies. It's not the Colorado Rockies. Although the Colorado Rockies have won 56% of their games on opening day. (laughs) Is that league average or above average? Uh, I think they're the best four. They're top. They're top five at least in terms of winning percentage on opening day. Of course, it's downhill after that, but <laughs> at least they win on opening day. A brief start, hot. <laughs> All right. That's so right. Nick's, Nick talks out of his ass. We got a few things. 
Uh, I said Cole Hamels was on the Cubs. He was on the Cubs. He is on the Braves currently. That Braves team's a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, and they just signed uh, Sholish Shasin, who was a very good pitcher for the Brewers two years ago. And if he turns it on, can be a very good replacement for both Cole Hamels and Felix Hernandez, who the Braves, who obviously didn't play with the Braves because of a positive COVID test and fears for the COVID environment. Who is this? Who didn't? Who's not playing for them again? Felix Hernandez and Cole Hamels. Oh, they both chose to sit out. I think Cole Hamels is injured. I believe Cole Hamels is injured, but Felix Hernandez got signed by the Braves, but then sat out because of this COVID stuff. Because he's old. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. But yeah, that's 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 the Nick talks out of his ass. I mean, I couldn't even. I, I said the Seattle Mariners were going to win the AL West and then proceeded to talk about how bummy each team was in the AL East. Um, so I just need to, I, I need to do the Joe Rogan thing. I need to start taking my alpha brain again. Cause I was, I was on one last episode. I wasn't even drinking. That's the problem. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why you couldn't remember anything. Maybe I'd been drinking too much. State dependent. That's right. So I he's on the 45 time. day injured list. Cole Hamels is? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. It's a long time. So the NBA moved up their draft lottery to August 20th. And then uh, – Jesus, so they're they're compressing the timeline even more then, huh? For offseason stuff, yeah, because I think they're trying to get the next season started pretty quickly. Uh, But, you know, the draft lottery is for all the bums, and all the bums will be out of the the bubble by the uh, 14th of August. And then some more interesting uh, news of teams being sold. And it's not, it's not the it's not the Washington football team, but it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, there's two groups right now that are interested with the with KG being part of one investment group. Oh yeah, he's gonna take all that money he made from Uncut Gems and go buy the uh, Timberwolves. <laughs> it's the actor money, and then the Wilf family who are famously known for owning the uh, most losingest franchise in playoff history, NFL playoff history, in the Minnesota Vikings. So <laughs> so that's exactly the team that you want to take you right to the precipice of success and then fall completely on your face. 100%. They, they show up for the regular season. They're, they're the Mike Budenholzer Atlanta Hawks. Oh, that's good. I was going to go with the Marvin Lewis Cincinnati Bengals. There we go. That's a good one, too. Uh, and then the NFL's already canceled all four preseason games. And then uncharacteristically, they allowed some, some, <laughs> some kind of leeway with their uniforms. And they said they can, that players can use helmet decals for social justice. I think it's dope. As long as once they stop doing the social justice movement, they keep the helmet decals. They don't go back to being stingy people. Uh, yeah. I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Nevada Putnam, uh, who obviously is a public servant in Colorado. Uh, he said that buried in this NFL deal is not just the lives of black people that have been killed or you know people that have been killed for at, at the hands of of the police, but also players can wear decals of police officers killed in the line of duty. So I'm looking to see how many players actually go out and put 
police officers that have been killed in the line of duty on their helmets and if they do what's the kind of backlash that's going to come to them for quote unquote not supporting the cause I guess. yeah because they're not going to be because you know if you're not politically correct or you don't fit their narrative you everyone gets super mad at you that's going to be yeah. pretty interesting so so Especially we'll see with the cops that were killed in the cops that were killed in dallas after yeah. the black lives matter movement in ferguson missouri and then they had a blm member actually gunned down i think it was four cops t- total yeah i believe it was four yeah with a high-powered rifle, yeah. Yeah, and then there was a few that got killed in Louisiana as well. So that's pretty in- that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it, w- it, w- it will be interesting to see if any player is bold enough to put... Uh, and it, I, I think it would have to be an African-American player because if it's a white player, everyone will just roll their eyes and be like, of course, he'd put a police officer decal on his helmet. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then one other NFL news note was fans will be required to wear masks if they do indeed have fans in the stadiums, which is still TBD. Uh, moving on, MLB. Well, the, well, we, we, have one, we have one final bit of NFL news that just, that just actually came out today, Jermaine, is that the Washington, uh, the, the football team in Washington, uh, formerly known as the Redskins, I don't want a dead name, but formerly known as the, uh, the Redskins, has chosen a name for their football team, Jermaine. Yeah, I don't know why the internet's so upset about it. Uh, you can't expect them to get uniforms printed, logo designed, and you know everything <laughs> no, approved. It, it needs to happen now. Everything approved with like less than a you know like a month of planning. Like everyone needs to chill out. You got. I don't your know way. if you guys. I don't know if you guys ever played uh, sports in high school or in college, but I don't know if you guys would ever remember. If you had a spring sport, you would have a meeting in the fall where you would discuss what uniform items you would get, and then six months later, these uniform items would show up. So now just imagine that the NFL team has to completely redesign the thing that millions of people on the field will see every day, and they don't want to botch it up. Yeah, they ha- they hire a firm. That firm cranks out hundreds of renditions of the same design after they've chosen that one. But before that, they present 30 different designs. They present 30 different team names. Like it's a long drawn out process. Not to mention that even if they did get it all settled, their uniforms won't be printed and made in time for this season. Exactly. So they, so they settled on name Germain and it was the Washington football team. And I, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's, I, I feel like people are like trying to make fun of it, but I, I don't, it's an old fashioned name, but I mean, the, the, the giants are called the New York football giants. So why can't the Redskins for a year be the Washington football team? We're just going to call them Washington anyway. Yeah. I don't I don't know why everyone's upset. Everyone it's has. A- Go ahead. It, it, it took a year to get over San Diego moving to Los Angeles, and now we call them the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, I still sometimes call them the San I Diego still call Chargers. Them, well, you, but you catch yourself now. <laughs> I just don't. Th- I just don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think they're going to not be very good. And but wouldn't it be the ultimate irony if they won the Super Bowl? God, dude, that would be just the greatest sports story ever, dude. That's not true. We know what the greatest sports story of all time is, and that's Leicester City winning the Premier League. Okay. Uh, second. No, dude, this is much better, dude. This Best is American the, story. This is in the face of, you know, like spitting in the face of everyone. Like, 
But then Dan Snyder wins, and I don't know what I want more: the Washington football team to be Super Bowl champions because it sounds like a like a like a football game that EA Sports got didn't have the licensing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like football manager. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that they they don't have the licensing for some teams, so they just call it like uh, the closest city and like the Reds, like Manchester is the Manchester Reds or something. <laughs> Manchester Reds. That's right. Yeah. We had to upload that stuff in. That's right. Uh, yo, so, so for, the Dodgers so, made some news for on you, bro. The Dodgers made some. Oh, what are you talking about? The Mookie Betts thing. Yeah, I wanted to. I want to get your reaction live on Room Three Hundred Three. I didn't bring it up this whole time. <laughs> For those of you who can't see his face right now, <laughs> listen. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a great baseball player who I hope falls flat on his face for the next thirteen years in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's a twelve-year contract, actually. Yeah, I mean, so. 12 for 365 dude i don't know this is why we need a salary cap in baseball that's pretty outrageous so yeah so jermaine talks about uh mookie bet's contract that's the second highest annual value behind uh or no that's the second highest contract total behind mike trout some stats for you for mookie bet's jermaine mookie bet's has the third all-time fielding percentage as a right fielder he's the leading uh, do, do you know who the the all-time leader in fielding percentage as a right fielder is? Barry, pod- Barry Bonds. Friend of the podcast. Tony Kemp? No. No, not Tony Kemp. You no, friend of, the, friend. Fr- friend of the podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, if he if he knew about the podcast, he'd be a friend of the podcast. Nick Markakis. Oh, is Nick Markakis. His first all-time fielding percentage as a right fielder. Mookie Betts also is the leading active player in defensive runs saved as an outfielder. He ranks 13th actively in position player war, and he's one war, sorry. And he's one of three players under 31 that are in the top 20 uh, war. Obviously, wins above replacement. He's 10th in active average, and he's fifth all-time in offensive win percentage. Do you know what offensive win percentage is, Jermaine? No. So it's, so it's how well a team of nine of that player would do against the average baseball team with an average pitcher. Jeez. So nine Mookie bets are fifth all-time in offensive win percentage. Do you know who the top three career offensive win percentage baseball players are? Uh, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. He's Barry three. Bonds. Barry Bonds is number three. Oh, wow. Ted Williams? Number two. And... Think the time period that this guy played in. Joe DiMaggio? No. The time period that this guy played in and a team of nine of him in that time period. Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. So Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Barry Bonds, one, two, three. In terms of offensive win percentage. And Mookie Betts is fifth. Okay. Mookie wow. Betts is fifth. That's right. Jesus. So it t- so if you want so the Dodgers should have just gotten a team of nine Mookie Betts's. <laughs> uh, he's sixth in career at stolen base percentage. Yeah, sixth in career uh active stolen base percentage. Eighteenth all time. He's he stole like he steals like eighty three percent of bases. So he's a five tool player. All right. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh okay. So more more uh, MLB news. The Blue Jays 
were supposed to play. So we talked about last episode, they're either going to play their games in Buffalo or Florida. Well, it turns out that they cannot play in Buffalo or Florida because of the rise in COVID cases. So it came up that they were going to play in PNC Park. Uh, That was announced this week. And then it was announced a day later, I think on Tuesday, that they will not play in PNC Park. So the only option right now for them is to either for something either to open up in Buffalo or Florida, which Florida is not going to work because that's outside their active zone for COVID, or they're going to play in Baltimore at Camden Yards because obviously they share the same division with the Orioles. And the big news that we heard today is that the MLB will expand its playoffs in 2020 only to 16 teams. So that's one thing I was reading about. Is that official? Because all I've seen so far is that the Players Union has, has approved it. Official. Yeah, that's what they're waiting on, the Players Union to approve it. So the MLB oh. approved it, and they're waiting on the Players Union to approve it. And that's so they don't need the official. owner's vote? The, the owner's already voted. The owner's already said, yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen it go official yet, so that's interesting. Yo, how about the Kraken? Release the Kraken. I don't like it, dude. Really? No. What the Kraken? Light blue, navy blue, and red. So the so what Jermaine is talking about is the team in Seattle finally got a name, and I think completely blew it. it their name is the Seattle Kraken. They'll be light blue, navy blue with red accents. I think they blew it, Jermaine. Wow. Like. You, you have a chance to do the time. Seattle Supersonics with a nice with some green in there. No, you can't take that. They still own the Supersonics, and when the NBA expands, the Supersonics are next. I'm not saying take that, but have the same color scheme. No, that's too close to the Seahawks, too. Like, no, I so love it's a, it because it's very northwestern. It's like the Oregon Ducks. It's like the uh, you know uh, Seattle Oregon Seahawks, Ducks. lime green. It's all yeah. those crazy Northwest colors. They just put three together that mesh super well. The logo design is tight with the red eye in the S, and it's the freaking Krakens. I like the name. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like the logo. I don't like the logo, and I don't like the jersey design. Well, this is why we don't accept your opinion. But they didn't ask me, so. <laughs> and then Iron Mike Tyson's coming out of retirement. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, so so it was announced today that Iron Mike Tyson at 54 years old is coming out and on September 12th will fight Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition match. And you can't bet against Mike Tyson, Jermaine, but... I'm going to. But, I mean, he's not going to win, right? No. I'm like, betting against him. I don't, I don't know why I have such a crazy faith in Roy Jones Jr., but it's almost like a Roy Jones Jr. is not losing this fight. Now 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 keep in mind maybe it's maybe it's an expectation setter for myself. Like I want to set my expectations low because I I've I've seen the Mike Tyson fights and I've heard how dominant he is. And maybe I want him to come out and just his first punch just knock out Roy Jones Jr. What did Roy Jones Jr. fight has when he was fighting? Middleweight. Middleweight? Yeah. I think mean, he's the betting favorite right now, apparently. Well, I mean, it's because Roy Jones Jr. is 51. I just don't – I'm not even – I'm not buying this fight. You know how I feel about combat sports retirements. They were fined and cut a few episodes ago. Uh, yeah, they're not real. 
I liked Mike Tyson, the idea of Mike Tyson coming back, but now that he's coming back, I don't want it. That's just how I feel. What did Mike Mike Tyson was a heavyweight, right? Yeah. Is it middleweight, not heavyweight? Does that even matter anymore? Are they both the same size? It just depends what he weighs now. I don't know what he weighs now, but yeah, he was the heavyweight champion of the world, dude. Undisputed. Yeah. I don't know. So, Roy Jones Jr. is 51, though. But I would imagine that Tyson's slimmed down because he's not, <laughs> not trying to keep all that weight on, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens. I mean, I, I, I'll probably watch it, but I don't know. So. You say uh, you don't know. You, you say you don't know now, but like come September 11th, you'll be like, okay. I'm not. Like, I don't know. No, I'm more interested to see Nate Robinson fight on that card. Oh, <laughs> so the other announcement for that, the undercard of that fight, Nate Robinson is going to put Jake Paul. The YouTuber turned boxer, I guess. God, I want Nate. I want Nate Robinson to turn his face into pulp. I want Nate Robinson to just body him. But Jake <laughs> Paul is six one. Yeah. This is, oh, Nate Robinson's only five nine, or is 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 five nine? I guess it's just because you're so used to seeing like Nate Robinson around like seven seven three and like six eleven people that you're like god he's so short but you're like oh no he's actually not that short five nine short bro yeah but it's not like i thought he was like five four five five oh you thought mugsy bugs yeah yeah i don't know well we'll see we'll see i i need some build up i don't my thing is just like it's kind of like undertaker undertaker keeps coming back <laughs> coming back and you're like dude just stop you're not the same anymore. Now Mike Tyson's going to come back and he's going to be terrible. He's going to like throw a hip out. What if Mike Tyson absolutely rocks Roy Jones Jr.? Wow, oh, man. Do, does a conversation start that maybe you give him a title shot? Oh my God. Of course it starts, dude. Uh, this is what I don't and, want. It, and it'll so be first dumb. reported by me on this podcast. That's so that dumb. We need to give 56 year old Mike Tyson a We're title. We're moving on, dude. We're moving on. So today's main topics are going to be uh, video games because Xbox Series X did its video game showcase today and we're also going to cover the full top 10 reveals of the madden rating list what they got wrong what they got right why does madden do what they do and why do they suck at it (laughs) and And why don't why have they been making the same game for the last 10 years yeah and why do we as sheep still buy it dude i don't understand everyone flocks and buys the newest madden every year and i'm like you just got updated rosters you goons but with that being said Big announcement came out of Xbox Series X today. Cloud X will be available in the fall, and it's going to be the cloud platform for Xbox, which allows you to stream the games via the cloud and not have to save them on your system. So the hard drive space issue will be a thing of the past. What are your thoughts on that? So does that have any impact on, like, game play so like speed of game play versus like you actually have phys- you have it physically on your hard drive no nah, i wouldn't think so it's the same thing as 
you know, playing on live uh, multiplayer and stuff. So I just I you and I both grew up in an era where you had a disc and if you wanted to play a game offline, you could have just as much fun playing that game offline as you could playing online. I just feel like the offline aspect of games is going away. 100%. And I don't like that either because uh, I've been in a lot of instances where I don't have internet. <laughs> and so it stinks. Like that's why the Nintendo Like Battlefront 2. Like we couldn't have Battlefront 2 these days. Like Star Wars Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 was tight. They that messed, was the They messed see, that game See what up. I mean? But they messed that game up when they remade it. It was terrible. I bought it. I was a, I was a little sheep and I bought it. But yeah, so that so well that that's interesting. Now, I mean, I, I mean, I, I that would be pretty cool to not have to, you know, especially with these new, you know, Call of Duty uh, Warzone updates that literally you have to clear space on your hard drive because it's, you know, sixty gigs or some. Stupid if I want to like play that. Fortnite, I will play Fortnite. Exactly. <laughs> that's my thoughts on Warzone. And if but- I want to play Call of Duty, I'll play Call of Duty. So essentially what it's going to be is if you get the ultimate game pass, right, you get the service is going to allow you to stream the entire game pass catalog and eventually your personal Xbox libraries onto their smartphones and tablets as well. You can stream Xbox live games onto your phone and tablet. Boom dog. So that was one thing that Xbox introduced a few years back is they introduced this, uh, a play anywhere initiative where you could play a game on your Xbox, get up, walk to your PC and pick up that game where you left off on your PC. That's that is. So just like I just talked about how, when we were kids that like, imagine that you could take your game and you could go on a road trip and you could just take the game with you and you wouldn't have to take any break from that Madden season you were doing or switch over to Pokemon or something, you could just take deaths. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so you just had a change of heart <laughs> in three minutes. I, I mean, how much how much is this? How much is this? I, I like this cloud series. It's a good idea. I'm just I'm just nervous that they're we're moving to more of this this um, online game experience instead of an offline online combo game experience. How much is this cloud server thing gonna cost? Fourteen ninety nine a month. That's not bad at all. So it's so Xbox. Do you have to pay more for this? Do you have to pay more for this take and play thing? No, it's all part of the Ultimate Game Pass. It's fourteen ninety nine. So Xbox Game Pass right now currently is nine ninety nine, just for Game Pass. It's nine ninety nine, and they have a whole catalog. It's like fifty games, and you can play any of those fifty games right now. So when you games, yeah, it's a lot of really good games. And isn't that how you got the division too? Yeah, and that's yeah. They put No Man's Sky on it right now. Um, <laughs> that I- is the most. Let me just rant for a second. No Man's Sky was the most overhyped game of all time. I was so excited to play that because of the game engine that they came out with. Just to describe the game engine to you guys, for those of you who haven't played it, No Man's Sky is a universe. There is stuff that is in the game right now that was not in the game when it started, and it wasn't added in. The game is constantly creating new planets, new solar systems, new events in the galaxy. It's basically an AI in and of itself, and it bombed because all you do is go around and look at plants and animals. 
Yeah, it's it's Minecraft, but with like unlimited solar system. So if you didn't like Minecraft, you're not gonna like this game. Even the people that like Minecraft are like, I'm just gonna play Minecraft. Well, yeah, because you can't make a Minecraft video game and expect to topple the world's like best game right now. Exactly. I heard that the new. I so I I, I can't be too judgy because I heard that like No Man's Sky when it came out was awful, but this new update that they've done has actually made it pretty decent. I just started playing and I don't see myself picking up again. Okay, so it's still awful. Good to know. It's it's not bad. It's just not my cup of tea. It's easy to get bored, and even if you're playing with friends, it's kind of pointless. If one were to play it intoxicated or on some sort of illicit substance, would that make the game better? It's visually stunning. Yeah. Oh, dude. Honestly, if they just <laughs> made if they just made No Man's Sky, drop just- a bunch of acid and then just play No Man's Sky. <laughs> well, first of all, you can play any video game if that's like the <laughs> that's crazy true. life you're living. No, after you, after you tell a story, remind me to tell you the the shark on LSD story. The so flying in space, controlling your ship in No Man's Sky is awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, third person, the way it controls, the way it handles, you could easily get, and it's almost like you're being affected by G-Force. It's that great, dude. So what you're saying is No Man's Sky really needs to take an opportunity of this VR environment that we're transitioning into, and that needs to be a V. Have you ever used one of those VR systems? No, everyone keeps telling me I need to try. So I played, the one game that I've played on there is I played Ace Combat 5 on the ps4's vr system and it felt like i was a fighter pilot and when i took it off i was disappointed because i was like oh back to shitty reality (laughs) guess i'm not a fighter pilot that's that's my thing that i'm that i'm like in the next 10 years like i'm so sad for kids because like imagine like we like imagine how invested you and i got in a season of madden 16 right and now imagine if you strap on that vr thing and it's like putting on a helmet and you're the quarterback and you lead your team like your shitty Browns team, 2016 Browns, and you struggle through like three or four years, and then finally you win the Super Bowl, and you're like, I did it, I did it. And then you take off the VR helmet, and you're like, oh, wait, I'm just a shitty, <laughs> overweight middle schooler. <laughs> uh, good actual tears will be wept. Like they're going to be yelling, I'm going to Disneyland. Well, do you remember you remember that old MLB the show commercial before the Cubs won the World Series? Oh yeah. And it had like the t- like it was like on oh, the last pitch here yes. in Chicago. <laughs> and they threw the pitch and they're like, Oh my god, the Cubs win. The Cubs finally win the World Series. And it shows all the bars going crazy and the fireworks and there are the whole Cubs pile on. They do the dog pile and then it zooms out and it's just some dude in his shitty apartment in Chicago. <laughs> Because the Cubs won the game on MLB the Show. Uh, that was that was as, that's as close as we were getting to anything, bro. That was a tough that, life. That made me feel bad because I was like, God, imagine, imagine, imagine my my one day my grand my grandkids will be able to see the Cubs finally win a World Series. All right, so I want to spotlight a few of the Xbox games that are coming out instead of burying my team. Uh, Halo they won finally. Good. Halo Infinite looks outstanding man it looks terrific i am excited they got me all kinds of juice for that one they they finally announced fable 
Finally. No, I was, I was, I was going to say the one thing that I liked about Halo is it looked like they took the Call of Duty guns and kind of the animation that had been missing from Halo because you're supposed to be this like top soldier, right? But it always seems like there was never the animation really to back it up. It was kind of the arcade fun style. But looking at the gameplay, it looks like they've added in those just like little nuance of like reloads and the guns look so good. And yeah, I'm hooked. I don't even have an Xbox and I'm hooked. <laughs> So the long-awaited Fable rumor has been confirmed. Oh, they're uh, bringing it back? They, Yeah, they showed a little teaser trailer. It looks great. Uh, it was a little fairy flew by the screen and got snapped up by a frog. I, I actually watched that part because I didn't watch the whole uh, announced trailer, but I watched this part, and I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? And then all of a sudden, Fable ro- the word Fable rolls onto the screen, so that should be pretty dope. Uh Let's see. Yeah, Forza, obviously. State of Decay 3 is coming. Do you, you say Forza? Yeah, Forza. There's no T. No, that's it's Forza. You, no, it's not how it's said, bro. It's Italiano. Yeah, but even Italianos don't add T's in their name. That's how they say it on like, For- all the E3 broadcasts. Yeah. Forza. No, yeah. Forza is how they say it. Forza. Forza. Yeah. No, not Forza. Forza. I'm not saying Forza. That one, I just said Forza. <laughs> you, they sound the same. No, you sound the same. No, State of Decay 3, the zombie survival game is coming back. Oh, that's good. Uh, let's see. Fantasy Star Online 2. If you're into RPG, action RPGs, that should be fun. Some Tetris game, right? Dude, that's I'm actually super hyped for that. So Tetris Effect is finally coming to the Xbox. I don't know if you ever remember Tetris Sphere on like, I do, yeah. the 64. Oh, man. It's, yeah. it's similar to that, and they're bringing a multiplayer to it, so you can get your, your behind whooped in Tetris by me, bro. All right, let's get it. Uh, I don't know why they keep adding Destiny on all these lists. Like <laughs> Nobody likes that game. Destiny has the best PR department in the it's world. Unbelievable, dog. They're like the Catholic Church. They keep winning for some reason. The, the CEO of Halliburton just went to work for, for Bungie and Destiny. It's wild, bro. So I didn't like the first Destiny. And somehow I got suckered into buying the second Destiny to play with my friends. And didn't like the second one for the same reasons I didn't like the first one. And then everyone... All my all my friends who love the first one dislike the second one for the same reasons I disliked the first one. I was just like, "What is going on?" I I will say when I when I played the first Destiny, I got it as soon as it came out, liked it. You know, I was I've I've been a PlayStation kid my whole life, so I never really got the. I, I went over to my friends' houses to play Halo. I've never owned Halo, and destiny kind of looked like that halo game so i bought it and it was just literally like probably the same things you hated repetitive missions all this stuff like there were like three worlds that you could go to and you're like this is garbage i spent 60 dollars on this game so i let it sit on a shelf and then they when they released a bunch of the dlcs i played it again and it actually got a lot better mm, that's what all my friends told me but i was like no it's the same game it's just the grinding du- i couldn't take it dude it did, but- get, it did get better but destiny 2 is straight garbage it's trash bro all right i'm just gonna rattle off a few of these uh grounded uh project from obsidian is kind of like honey i shrunk the kids i've actually got it pre-downloaded on my xbox right now because it releases july 28th so it's a survival game and the bugs can eat you and stuff (laughs) uh outer worlds getting new content 
there was this trippy game of tell me why it's like a sibling story that focuses on their relationship it looks like they're really trying to pick up on that last of us emotional pool since it just had such a big you know it's had such a big cult following and one of the main characters is lgbtq plus right in this tell me why game i think so that's what i was reading that it's the first big like lg lg i'm I'm gonna sound so so backwards ass but lgbtq plus it's the first game for that community that actually features a main character that is openly last of us as ellie though well i don't know okay all right i mean i think this is the first i I don't know this is the first like i i don't know isn't ellie still cisgendered i don't know i thought she was she's in love with a girl dude yeah but that doesn't but she's a female that that i don't know i don't know anyways it's, on. that's that's what it said that it's, a, that it's a big boon to the community moving on <laughs> like we don't know boon, is that a good thing? dragon quest 11 uh i was pretty shocked to see that that should be pretty interesting retro that's style rp rpg yeah <laughs> Dude, yeah it's had 11 it's had 10 I- installments before I played Dragon Age Inquisition. What happened to the other three through ten? No, that's Dragon Age. This is Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, I did the same thing initially, and then I remember what Dragon Quest was. Uh, and then, they, you know, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, they had a few other announcements, too, but I didn't see those trailers, so I don't really want to sp- speak on it. And Watch Dogs Legion isn't an Xbox ex- exclusive game, but it does look No, I mean, it's just... Uh, I played the first one, and it was fun, and then didn't play the second one. Yeah, I didn't play any of them. I don't know why. It never really seemed to uh, entice me. But let's get to those Madden ratings, dog. Yeah, so, right. as Jermaine, so as Jermaine alluded at, and we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, the Madden 21 ratings got released. And Jermaine and I probably intend to. We're not going to commit to this definitely, but we there has been discussions that we're going to start a Twitch channel and, and live stream Jermaine and I co-oping a franchise to the, uh, to the ship. But uh, more on, we'll, we'll do that later if we actually end up doing it. So, Jermaine, there were five players that were 99 overall. We've talked about them already. Patty Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Stefan Gilmore, Christian McCaffrey, and the fifth one, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Do you agree with all those? Not, yeah. I mean, I have no arguments there. I think those are, the, those are the five players that should be 99 overall. I ask you as you wear your 149 Michael Thomas catch shirt. Just let them know, young blood. Let them know. So after uh, the ninety-nine players, there's five players that are that round out the top ten of uh, highest-ranked players in the game. So Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker, DeAndre Hopkins. These are all ninety-eights, by the way. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, George Kittle, JJ Watt, and Zach Martin are round out the the six through ten, and they're all ninety-eights. Yeah. Uh, I love that Patrick Mahomes is the fourth best ga- player on this game. That's right. All, yeah, all his fanboys are going to be just upset little chaches. Aaron Donald is the best player in the game, and, and he should because he gets triple teamed every game and still gets record numbers. I back. think I've seen him quadruple time this several <laughs> it's just, times. It's just often the uh, it's just offensive line. They drop everyone back in the coverage except for Aaron Donald. They're like, look, QB, it's your job to make the other three pass rushers miss. <laughs> so uh, so going going through so I, we, we won't go through the 
uh, complete list of rankings. But what are what what are some of your surprises? What what are where are some things you like, Jermaine? And what were some of your snubs of the Madden ratings? So generally, they got a lot of the top ten players correctly. Uh, correct. The overall ratings themselves, though, are sus. Like sus, and I don't know how they do their ratings, and it feels like they take last year's ratings largely into account. But for Deshaun Watson to be an 86, yeah, we've talked about that one already, and it's just bears being noted that him being under Breeze, Brady, Rogers, and Matt Ryan is an absolute joke. Uh, and then the other, so, the other one. Yeah, I guess I, I guess we, the the easiest way to do this, Jermaine, is just kind of go position by position by position, and just kind of give your kind of give your, your your quick hitters. All right. So, so for quarterbacks, that was the quarterback. Deshaun Watson yeah. moved up. Everyone else bumped down. I do love that they got they give Russell Wilson some love. Uh, you made a comment about Lamar Jackson's rating compared yeah. to another yeah. player's Le- rating. So Lamar Jackson, who won MVP last year, is a 94, and that's that's fine. He's a rookie quarterback, who or he, he was a or he, he was a second year quarterback, and he performed very well. He's the MVP, and I think 94 is a great rating. What I don't understand is that Robert Gronkowski, who didn't play last year and who's been injury prone the three seasons before that. Was a ninety-five in the game, Jermaine Gronk, who has not played, is higher than last year's MVP. You want to hear another crazy thing? What Gronk is higher than every running back not named Christian McCaffrey? That is insane. <laughs> that, that is insane. Uh, so they obviously they got Gronk wrong, which we'll touch on when we get to the tight end list. But yeah. so again, the running backs. Great. They got a great list of top 10. I would argue that they probably got the top 10 in the right order. I I would put I would put so Alvin Kamara is it is the 10th ranked running back at 88 overall. I would put him above Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon, but uh, I mean I I would put him as the 8th best running back. Okay. I don't th- I don't think he deserves to be a 90, but I, I would put him at I would put him at, as the highest 80 rated running back. Yeah, uh, and I'm so as far as the running backs go, I wasn't actually too peeved no, by that. Not I, really. thought, I thought Alvin Kamara was fairly rated since he was yeah. hurt last year. Uh, wide receivers, first of all, I love that they have Michael Thomas at 99. Uh, D Hop and Julio round out the top three with 98, 97, but then it gets pretty interesting towards the bottom with OBJ, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, Mike Evans. All below Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, t- I like Mike Evans. I, I would put Mike Evans as a ninety-four with with Devonte Adams. I would. Mike Evans is better than Devonte Adams. Yeah, so make him a ninety. So there's no wide receivers that are a ninety-five. So make Mike Evans a ninety-five. I, I could see that. I watch Mike Evans a lot because he's in my division. Yeah. I don't understand. We. Who, I don't understand. You, your team doesn't count. I don't understand. We watch Mike Evans a lot. <laughs> well, well, you watch Mike Evans a lot. Mike Evans burns my team a lot. <laughs> so you turn it off at halftime. So, so I don't see his second half performances, but his first half performances are very good. <laughs> Who did he piss off to just get no respect ever? I, I think the problem is that the Madden adjuster, the Madden ratings adjusters, maybe were like. 
Chris Godwin was the widest. Like Chris Godwin is stealing attribute points from Mike Evans, but that's ridiculous. I don't. I don't know. And Chris Godwin's season last year. So they have to use historical performances too, because Chris Godwin didn't make this list, and Chris Godwin was lights out last year. Well, I mean, I don't think Chris Godwin is a ninety wide receiver though. And there's only 90 wide receivers on here. I would put him the same way I'd put Alvin Kamara. He's a high 80 wide receiver. I don't know. I think if you got to be going off the year prior. You can't be doing this Madden range. Like, J.J. Watt's not a 98. We'll get there. Oh, okay. But Mike Evans, in all the top wide receiver lists, Mike Evans never mentioned. Yeah, that's it's always, true. It's always like Julio, D-Hop, Tyreek. Right, and then Michael Thomas is disrespected too for some reason, uh, and you know, and Mike Evans never gets brought up in it. The dude is a stud, and I hope he kills it this year. I hope he goes Randy Moss, Tom Brady level on the league. Just drops twenty three touchdowns on everybody's oh, head. Yeah, bro. just twenty stacks of touchdowns. Just all the twenties. Anyway, all the, move, all the money huts. <laughs> moving on to tight ends. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski's uh, not a ninety five. Oh my god. The fact that he is in the top ten, not playing last year, sucking butt the few years before that is mind blowing. Listen, man, here's what you need to do. Put him at like a seventy nine. He hasn't played in a year. Put him at a seventy nine. And if he goes off for like a hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns in his first game, then bump him up to like a 85 and then if he continues to do that then bump him up to a 92 and if he continues to do that then make him whatever rating you want to make him and then i'll be say okay man you're correct but coming off no no time last year plus the last what four or five seasons before that missing multiple games sometimes whole seasons because he he couldn't get his injuries under control and he's a 95 dog that we don't it's not Six years ago, Gronk. It's not Hall of Fame Gronk. It's it's not like not who we know Gronk is historically. Like he is not a ninety-five. And then to piggyback on this ratings list even more, after Gronk, you have Ertz, Hooper, Ingram, Cook, Olsen, Andrews, and Waller. The fact that Waller and Andrews are underneath Olsen, Cook, and Ingram is mind blowing. The fact that L that Evan Ingram is an eighty-eight is is what have you guys been watching dudes dudes nice but he gets hurt all the time like what are we gonna see what are we gonna see a jordan reed appearance in this top 10 list that's what i feel like Jesus. we're, we're I going to tight ends a thin position but man you gotta be kidding me bro darren waller darren waller was the number one fantasy tight end for i think he might have been the number one fantasy tight end in the league last year no i think that was mark andrews well still yeah. Darren Waller might have been PPR because he kept catching 10 passes a Seriously. game. Seriously. Oh, my let's, goodness. Let's, so, so moving to the defensive side of the ball, the defensive end rankings, you you mentioned it earlier, Jermaine. How I just tore this Jay, whole list up, dude. How is J.J. Watt a 98? J.J. Watt is the second-rated end position, and he's a 98. Uh, apply what we said about Gronk. Apply to... J.J. Watt. This is not J.J. Watt of three years ago in which he was kicking field goals and throwing touchdowns and catching touchdowns. He's still a 90-plus overall, but For he's sure. not the second best anymore. Uh, they got Calais Campbell fourth. 
they've got Miles Garrett at fifth underneath those two. Who they got Nick Bosa in eighty nine. Uh, dude, Daniel Hunter, Demarcus Lawrence, disrespected also in the eighty nines. Like, what is going on with this list, man? Yeah. Uh, it's a J- I think JJ Watt's uh persona, like and off the field stuff is just maintained his Madden rating while he's not playing. Cause I, I can't guess. explain the other way any other way, no. man. I can't. So offensive linebackers, I, I kind of have the same. It seems like Madden this year has been like, well, I mean, they're historically good, so that means they have to be currently good, right? Vaughn Miller is tied for the highest offensive linebacker rating at 97 with Khalil Mack. How is Khalil Mack not a 98? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How is he like, not a 99? Khalil Mack is not a 99. This you don't year. think so? He's a 98 for sure. If J.J. Watt's a 98, he's a 98 for yeah, sure, but that's, not that's a 99. True. And he, here's my thing. Chandler Jones should be number two in front of Von Miller. That man gets zero respect. It's unbelievable. Then you scroll down this list, and to see T.J. Watt at number seven? At 86 overall. What is you doing, Madden? Welcome to a prolonged edition of Find and Cut, you bum. Yeah, this is yeah, this is basically us just being like, we're gonna. You know what I just said? You know what I just saw as I was scrolling down this article? Madden 21's franchise mode is a big letdown. That could just be the that should just be Madden. Madden XX. <laughs> just write that every year. <laughs> just copy and paste every oh, year. Oh man, that's wild, dude. Oh, Let's see. Oh. Linebackers. I haven't really evaluated the linebackers. I don't really see anything I am disagree with on middle yeah linebackers. i mean I, I i have an unreal love for fred warner because he literally doesn't come off the field <laughs> dude but, he's a, he's a three an, down back bro but but at 87 he's a bell cow linebacker <laughs> but but 87 I, I i i guess that rating better go up though if he has a i think good. i think if we were gonna split hairs here at the middle linebacker position Eric Kendricks should be the second best linebacker in the league right now. I'll buy that. Uh, um, and he should be a smidgen above Levante. A 91. Yeah, 91. 91. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking, just looking at that, but he's the third. I don't really see too much complaint, but he should be in the 90 because Eric Kendricks can ball. Well, that's that's something that the Madden ratings gestures can do week one to just bump him up two points and give him a 91. So hopefully they take <laughs> care of it. Moving on to cornerback rankings, Stefan Gilmore, obviously 99. <laughs> Jermaine, I'm looking at this list, and I don't see Marshawn Lattimore on here. And it goes all the way down to Patrick Peterson at 88. He didn't even make 88, dude. Here's my problem. Jalen Ramsey's a 94. No. Richard Sherman is a 92. No. Byron Jones is an 88. Yes. Darius Slay, an 88. I dropped him to like 86. Patrick Peterson in 88. Again, bump him down to 86. Where is Marshawn Lattimore on this? I I don't even want to be the one to say it, but that's like... I'm like, not like he's, are, are, the, are the rating adjusters not putting him on here because quarterbacks refuse to throw to him? Oh, man. And like the thing is, is you look at his statistics compared to three the 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 two, three, and four um, cornerbacks on this list, and he's the far better cornerback. For sure. He needs to be a 90, and he's not even top 10. Uh, 
you know, I sound I sound biased for sure, and I'll admit that. But come on, baby, what is you doing? And then finally, the the final rating on defense, obviously, because for some reason they didn't go his top ten list of kickers and punters. So just like Pat McAfee says, everyone continues to disrespect the kicker and the punter until you need them. But who cares about Pat McAfee, dog? Wow. Oh, it Put looks like on. this podcast is divided. Bring him on my podcast. I'll publicly bury him. Nobody cares about how well you punt. It, they're thinking about legislating punts and kicks out of the game. That's how little we give a what, what of the butt about what you do. So stop trying to church it up, my guy. It is impressive what you can do, but they're trying to get rid of you guys. They're making haven't gotten rid of them yet. They're making robots to replace you guys. You're, aren't they make, aren't they making robots to replace us all? You're unskilled labor in the terms of NFL. So shut your mouth. Yeah, but 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 to use that, aren't they making robots to replace us all? Well, they're going to turn us into robots. Oh wait, yeah. they already have. That's right. Well, I, I'm a sheep. <laughs> turn us all into, into sheeple. Anyways, let's finish off this safety. So the, so the safety rankings: Harrison Harrison Smith is the highest rated safety at ninety five. Uh, Jamal uh, Adams, uh, Jamal Adams, the fourth rated safety at ninety two. Are you kidding me? Harrison Smith is nice, what, but are you are we, kidding me are we, with that? What are we talking about? Are you? I what? Harrison Smith is the top. Another uh, another thing, Derwin James didn't even play last year, and he's an eighty nine. That's kind of like you mentioned that that to me before the podcast, and it's kind of like it kind of stuck in my brain. Is like, yeah, why is he an eighty nine? <laughs> he didn't play last year. It's classic Madden. Doc. Like Harrison Smith is definitely top five safety, but For Jamal sure. Adams is number one. Yeah. Uh, dude, and I would even I would even see I would even say Teron Matthew is should be number two. Why they mean I agree too. Dude doesn't leave the field. Yeah. And my thing is is like Harrison Smith is outstanding, but sometimes he gets played in coverage. Absolutely played. Spun around, turned around, beat. There's like yards between him and the other receiver. Like, no, dude. He's not number one. He's top five for sure because the dude balls, but like not number one. Anyways, I'm done with I'm done with Madden. So that's Madden rankings, and then Madden. So we already told you that. Uh, so ultimate team face of the franchise superstar KO is coming back. Apparently, face of the franchise now you start in. Uh, you can play. I think it's two full seasons. You play two full seasons of college. But you can only pick from like twelve schools. Uh, I think it's the same ones that that were there. Yeah. So basically, NFL, basically EA Sports is dangling NF, NCAA football in front of our faces and just being like, "Look what you could have if we actually cared." But there's but there's no market for it. So and then they're releasing this new uh, game mode called the Yard, uh, which is an which is a uh, six on six game mode that you can play with your friends with quote-unquote backyard rules where you can improve your superstar what are your thoughts on that jermaine uh that sounds pretty interesting it's kind of like they kind of like the court on nba 2k yeah, the, where you the do neighborhood it. or like fifa 20s pro clubs yeah yeah so it seems like a little <laughs> a little too late <laughs> way to catch up again ea yeah i mean ea sports challenge EA's- yourself 
Yeah, I mean, EA Sports did it with FIFA, but now they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Nah. And, yeah, well, and that people concludes. Keep, people keep I, buying it. Do you have any final thoughts on, on the Madden ratings? Here, uh, here's, my, here's my final thoughts. I'll bitch a moan about it, but I'm probably going to buy the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to agree with it because it's absolutely wrong. 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 We're probably buying the game. Yeah, but we're going to have a Twitch stream. We've already agreed upon that. So. That's true. But we haven't agreed. It, it's a, it's in the works. We're waiting for Twitch. We're waiting for Twitch to offer us $30 million. Yeah, they won't budge from their number right now. <laughs> I'm zero. <laughs> I'm zero. <laughs> we're going to meet in the middle. <laughs> All right, Jermaine, what do you, what do you have? What, what do you... <laughs> What do you have for, for find him and cut him? Everybody's favorite, find him and cut him, baby. So yesterday was a big day in EPL soccer, right? There were some big-time matches. Mm-hmm. Manu ended up drawing, moving them to third place. Chelsea took a big fat L of 5-3, to three, and they dropped to fourth, meaning the final game of the season between Manu and Le- Leicester and – Chelsea and Wolves, like we've been saying all along, is going to be for all the biscuits, baby. And it's going to be wild. So with that being said, the best player on the pitch in the Liverpool-Chelsea game, it was a 5-3 affair. That means eight goals were scored. That is a ton in soccer. There was a frenetic pace. There was some botched defense. There was some tremendous passing. But the best player on this field with the best team in soccer right now was Christian Pulisic. And he was subbed in in the 59th minute. 61st minute, assist. Bam. 4-2 ball game. 73rd minute, bam. Goal on a beautiful catch, touch in the box, spun, faked out two defenders and the keeper, and sunk that bad boy in the back of the net. 4-3. 4-3. He put that team on his back and was determined to not let them lose. I mean, they lost, but he was the best player on the pitch. I think here's the problem, right, is that when Frank Lampard has shown the uh, – he basically shows the – I don't know what his reasoning is, but he doesn't play – he doesn't start Pulisic. By the way, in Pulisic's last eight games, he has four goals and four assists. Dude, I, think, I think Pulisic is creating his own problem, though. Because Frank Lampard looks at him like a super sub that he can just throw on whenever, and he just gives him goals and assists. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I can see so, that. So, so Pulisic is now kind of digging his own grave because when he gets put on, he outshines everyone and scores goals or or hits beautiful or hits beautiful assists. He's so the now Angel Frank, Di Maria. He's the anti. He's the anti Landon Donovan. <laughs> he's the super sub. By the way, it, by the way, it's going to become a thing in which I bury somebody unnecessarily on the podcast <laughs> each week. So Landon Donovan, heads up, you're this week. You bum. <laughs> why? It's why you didn't make the World Cup squad, and why we went home early. It's his fault. <laughs> it's his fault. I don't even know if he was on this last World Cup squad. He was not. No, it was a big old thing. Well, he Your made fault. a big old thing, but still, fuck him. <laughs> With that being said, Frank Lampard. Welcome to find him and cut him, and st- and stay there until you learn to play our boy. All right, what's the trivia answer so we can wrap up? All right, so we asked you earlier in the show what team has the most consecutive wins on opening day, and then I said they have a chance to make it to continue their streak 
this opening day and 2020. The team with the most wins, most consecutive wins on opening day, Jermaine, is the Detroit Tigers. Get out of here. The Detroit Tigers have won nine straight opening days dating back to 2009. No, and who did we... Who did, sorry, 10 straight since 2009. They have a chance to make it uh, 11 this year. And guess who we picked in the Detroit Tigers opening day matchup? Not the Detroit Tigers. Not the Detroit trash, Tigers. Though. It's their one win a season, apparently. Yeah. They just make sure they don't go over is what they do. Essentially, yeah. God, stupid Detroit. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of Room 303. Again, I'm your host, Jermaine Colon mendez and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. Nick, you got anything for them before we dip? Yes. Yeah, as, as always, please remember, like, comment, subscribe, download let us know what you're thinking let us know what you guys think of our bets the new podcast format what we're saying if we're talking out of our ass too much just let us know we are doing this podcast because we like to hear ourselves talk about sports and we think we know some stuff about sports but ultimately so that you guys can listen and and maybe make some money off off fading us so good luck uh this weekend and have fun on uh, opening day jermaine Matt, matt chapman al mvp 25 to 1 odds Book it, baby. All right. Bye, guys. Signing off.